All right, day 137. Welcome back to the Windows and Mirrors podcast. I'm John. And I'm Keith. And remember, this is a podcast where we're trying to show you that the Bible is more like a window than a mirror. We come to it to look through it and see God. We don't come to it primarily uh, to look at it and see a reflection of ourselves. All right, so we are uh, Psalm 57 through 60 today. Keith, where we at? Yep, Psalm 57. So once again, my guy David is on the run. Right? On the run. Um, but even as he is on the run, he his refuge is God, right? right? God is his refuge. He asks God, you know, to come under his protective wings, kind of like in the book of Ruth when Ruth was saying that to Boaz, right? Yeah. She wanted to come under the wings of Yahweh. And he mentions that God here, he calls him the most high. Right. right. And that word is not just arbitrary. It means that God is sovereign like he is in control over the entire he is the most high being in right. the earth yeah and he has sovereignty over it yeah and you know i think sometimes man yeah the gravity of the problem cannot be yeah uh passed by simply so he uses this vivid imagery he says yo i am surrounded by lions mm. right i lie down among devouring lions right? right people whose teeth are spears and arrows whose tongues are sharp swords and the amount of pressure and anxiety he would have felt it's just hard bro like i keep like it's so hard for us to capture it because it's like we not running for our lives like yeah. we we ain't experienced somebody want our head like yeah. wants to kill us and yeah. we know that and we don't have the news outlets and all that like to, right. to track we can't track them with the iphone right, like you right. can't do none of that right and so but what i love again david calls out and cries out to God as he speaks about his glory, you know, being the thing that he knows God wants to spread. So he says, God, be exalted above the heavens. Let your glory be over the whole earth. And this, man, this is not just, yeah, again, an arbitrary call. This is him saying, yo, your rep reputation, yeah. your very own name, yeah. right, is to which people should give credence. It's right. on the line, God. Right. Mm. Yeah. And so, and then he shifts, man. He talks about, you know, his heart being confident, yeah. you know, that God would sing. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. yeah, yeah, man. He picks back up Psalm fifty-eight, yeah. um, and this is once again a prayer, saying, "God, you got to deal with this injustice that's all around me, right?" And I love this song because he's like, you know, I love this song just because how forthright, yeah, yeah, he is. So he says, "God, the wicked are spicy, like they're arrogant from birth. They they do all this stuff, God, like." They're doing wickedness and they're live streaming it because they know that they're going to get away with it, right? And mm -hmm. so what I love, the Psalm 58, this is, this is the mark of somebody that yeah, just knows their guy. Psalm 58.6, man, you just see like all the pretense falls off and he's just like, God, knock their teeth out. God, I just... <laughs> He's like, God, I need you to just knock their teeth out their mm. mouth. And mm. and it's like, yo, like, look at how raw that is, right? We don't want to, like, don't, don't yeah. read this and have whatever misconception you have about Bible talk. Read this as somebody saying, God, you got to knock their teeth. Like, look at how raw that is. There's no pretense in it. And Yo, those are the kind of prayers that you pray, one, when you're just desperate and you lose sure. all the nice words, and two, it's a type of prayer that you pray when you're convinced that there's somebody on the other end of the line 
that mm. knows exactly how you feel. And basically, man, this psalm is him just saying, yo, God, I just need you to deal with injustice completely. You really got to get it. And God, I need you to deal with it quickly because the end of this psalm says, yo, the consequence is going to be, yo, therefore the righteous will know that there's a reward mm. for being righteous. Yo, yo, I think about the, um, you know, people storming the Capitol this year and just the difference that a week could could make, right? When it first yeah. went on uh, at, at the top of the year, like people like me or folks who had seen the way that um, they enacted quote unquote justice towards, you know, protesters or people that broke out store windows. Mm -hmm. uh, you see that and it's like, yo, but these people just get to walk free as they're storming yeah. the Capitol and mm. you feel like, yeah, David does here, like, nah, like, justice. And then the, like, sweet sensation that came a week later on Twitter as you scroll through and you see folks that are trying to get on plane and it's like, oh, nah, you've been flagged, you're on a no-fly list, right? And it's mm. not that we rejoice in folks' downfalls, but David mm. saying, look, there's something about people that have committed themselves to do righteousness that when God or when righteousness is intervened against people that have broken laws or the law, it helps to reaffirm like, yo, all right, I'm not crazy in the commitment that I have to do the right thing, right? And so I yeah. just love the honesty, which with David praise and again, the Psalms are scripts for us to pray to God. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. the idea of, yeah, just the honesty there. He says snakes. He says they're snakes. like snakes with venom. And mm. that imagery throughout scripture is used to talk about, you know, referring back obviously to the serpent and how, you know, crafty, right? Yeah. The wicked can be, man. And not just crafty, but you know, it's a bad combination, crafty right. and deadly. <laughs> right, right, right. You know right, what right. I'm saying? Like, yeah. yeah. And so he's just super, super um, honest here with that. So I love that. But also, like you said, man, like, He's like, man, you know, there is a reward for the righteous. And one of the things, right. man, that can make it hard to be faithful, like faithfulness can be hard in the midst of sinfulness when we feel like there's no reward for it, right? right. Like we feel like, right, right. man, there's, there's nothing coming out of this, right? It seems like it's just more and more wickedness. But David is, yeah, confident that that'll come. So 59 right. comes. Mm. And basically, yeah, we have David talking about, you know, God is his stronghold. And the situation behind this is, First Samuel 19, 11, and David's house right. is under surveillance mm. by God and his men, right? Mm. So just imagine you at home and you look out the window and it's just cars parked out there every day yeah. watching you, right? Yeah. Like this is what David is going through. And again, he's not wondering what they want. He, they know, he knows they want me dead, right? right? And so his house is under surveillance, bro. But once yeah. again, like, yeah, David is going to God about this. He is not necessarily seeking revenge, right? Forcefully in the way yeah. that they're trying to, you know, go, come against him. But he asserts his innocence, right? right? And the one thing we can do before God in specific situations in which we have been obedient to him is pray for his vindication in light of our innocence, right? right? Yeah. That is healthy and helpful way to come to God, you know, based on, <clears throat> you know, a litany of Psalms that beat this drum, bro. Right. And 
you know, he calls them dogs here. And again, David is just keeping it a book. <laughs> he calls them dogs right. because in the ancient Near East, bro, do, like people don't have dogs as pets. Right, right, right. Right. It, 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 you wouldn't know. Yeah, I got yeah, a pet. I got just a have spot. Yeah, yeah, Rover. Yeah, yeah. Nah. yeah. Nah, nah. <laughs> we ain't keeping German shepherds, German shepherds at the crib. You know, they roamed in wild packs, right? right? They were very much undomesticated animals at that time. And he's saying, they're wild, God. Like they, <laughs> they coming in packs for me too. Yeah. And so. Man, he, and he's like, man, God, don't even kill him. I, I want them to be used as an evangelistic tool. Right. <laughs> right. That you humble. So to show that you humble the proud That's and show that I'm you saying. rule. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like he's saying, yo, God, yo, yo, if they just die swiftly, people are going to chalk it up to coincidence. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Karma. Yeah. I don't want them to think that they just died of natural causes. He's saying, look, right. God, I want their downfall. I want it to be so clear mm. so that people at the end of the day say, yo, pride does come before the fall. It seems as if God was starting to work things out so that this downfall came as an object lesson so that mm. anybody else, right? So it came as an object lesson so that it would discourage copycats. So, yo, if you saw this guy... <laughs> And thought I'm gonna be like him because crime pays. Like you're gonna see, yeah. crime doesn't pay, right? And so he's like, God, yo, and this is what I love. You just see the honesty. So he's not just praying generically; he's praying very specifically, right? These are these are thoughtful prayers and requests. And again, you only invest this much thought into your words if you're convinced that there's somebody on the other end uh, of the line that feels the same way that you do. Yep. And 60 comes, and the last one in this one, uh, you know, it's basically this communal lament. So a lot of times in the Psalms, so technically like almost every Psalm is a communal lament, meaning David would write it and the people of Israel would sing it even after David died. Right. But here, this was composed. It was like, all right, we got a writing session. We all can get in the room <laughs> right, and write right. this joint because it's rough, right? right. So... It's a communal lament where the nation of Israel is under continued threat, right, from their Gentile and yeah. pagan neighbors. And this is so good because of the plural pronouns, right? So, God, you have rejected us. You have broken us down. You have been angry. Restore us, right? And, yeah. man, one of the things I just thought about is there are some things as a community that we need to come together and lament, uh, right, yeah. publicly and communally. Like, we do it like, man, God, my life is rough. I don't know how to deal with my detractors on my own. Like, but we need to think not just in individualistic categories, but right. communal ones, right? Right. And maybe, you know, assess ourselves that way. So it's like, yo, what ways can Cornerstone cry out to God? Right. What ways can yeah. the churches in the West End cry, right? In America, the world, right? Right. And continue to zoom out instead of always zooming in, right? right. We have this narrow focus. And I love the fact that, man, again, he gives us the hope. You know, yeah. at the end, he's like, he, he talks about their inheritance. He talks about Sheshem, Jali, Manasseh. Remember, these are regions in the promised land mm. that God gave them. And that was, that was what gave him solace, right? Like right. where God had left them to inherit. And we have to remember, we're inheritors of the kingdom, right? right? Of the entire world, right? God is going to make all things new. Yeah. And that is our confidence that mm. our cries and our prayers yeah, aren't yeah. in vain. Ah, love it, man. Now yeah. let's pray. Father, we ask that you would uh, remind us that our cries for deliverance, for help, 
for security in times of trouble are never in vain, Lord. And since we know they're never in vain, I pray that they would frequently uh, come from our lips as you hear them. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.